This is the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast with Andy Hill, session number 14. best marriage, an excellent relationship with your kids, and you want to win with money, you are in the right place. Thanks for being here today. Being a stay-at-home mom can be incredibly difficult. Long days, no contact with adults, and repetitive tasks that make you feel like you're rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic can make you lose your marbles. Yes, it is incredibly rewarding, and you develop an unbreakable bond with your children. But raising small kids can be physically, mentally, and emotionally draining. According to Salary.com, in 2016, on average, a stay-at-home mom works 92 hours per week, that's 52 hours of overtime, and assumes 31 different roles, including cook, nurse, psychologist, housekeeper, daycare teacher, laundry operator, and driver. If you had to put a value on all of those hours worked and all of those roles taken on, this would be a $143,000 a year salary. Sounds like a hefty six-figure number, but it doesn't surprise me in the least. My wife, Nicole, is a stay-at-home mom. After our son, Calvin, was born in 2014... Nicole and I had a decision to make about what we should do for childcare when her maternity leave was over. Before Calvin was born, we were both driving all around town during the week to drop off and pick up our two-year-old daughter, Zoe, at her daycare or with our incredibly generous parents who watched her during the week. Special shout out to Grandma Hana and Grandma Cindy. We could not have done it without you. Even with our super grandmas, we decided two kids in this frantic situation running around town just would not work. We'd rather decrease our overall take-home pay than continue the way we were going. We decided together that it made the most sense for Nicole to stay at home with the kids instead of going back to work. Fast forward to today, Zoe is turning five in a couple weeks. And Calvin is pushing three years old. We absolutely adore these kids. Out of everything in our lives, these two bring us the most joy. They make us smile. They make us laugh. And they help us to not take life too seriously. On the other hand, they can make our marriage pretty difficult. When Nicole has had a particularly rough day at the house, she wants to talk to me about it. And the constant interruptions from our kids make that bad day even worse. Just last week, the frustration got so bad that we ended up taking it out on each other. Fingers and accusations went flying and we were both left more disheartened than before. When the dust settled and I had a moment to think by myself, I realized that I needed to try harder to empathize with my wife's current situation. I thought about the 92 working hours per week, the 31 different roles, and no adult interaction. At least at my office, I can take breaks, eat lunch, and go to the bathroom without a two-year-old staring at me. 
My wife does not have these luxuries. At that moment, I challenged myself to go out of my way to make my wife feel more appreciated. I thought about what I could do each day for the next week to show Nicole that I love her, that I appreciate her, and that I recognize the sacrifice she is making for this family by being a stay-at-home mom. So here's what I came up with and how it went. On day one, we did date night. When the toddlers have taken over the city, it's time to flee the madness, at least for a night. We decided that even though we weren't in the best of moods after our argument together, that dinner and a movie could not hurt. We went to go see La La Land. It was an uplifting choice, in my opinion, given our current state, and the songs became extremely earwormish for the next week. We went on Spotify and... Uh, We played it probably every day for the next couple of days. So I'd recommend it. It was uplifting and it was fun. Even though our date night was short, I thought it was crucial. And uh, it got me thinking that lately we don't spend enough time together without our kids. We were able to talk without being interrupted, which was a bonus. And most importantly, we were able to focus on each other without attending to the every little tiny need that our kids need. So it was a good start for day one. Day two, breakfast in bed. What better way to show your appreciation for someone who works so hard for your family than whipping them up some eggs and bakey and bringing it in bed. It's the ultimate luxury. So that morning I whipped up those eggs, got some toast, got some bacon, her favorite green juice, And I snuck it into her bedroom while she was still sleeping and set it up next to her bed with a note telling her that I love her. The smell of bacon was surely a great way to wake up. So this simple gesture took me less than 10 minutes. And when she woke up, she came down, she gave me a hug, and it definitely brought a smile to her face. So day three... I took an unexpected to-do off of her list. Like most all stay-at-home moms, Nicole's to-do list is unending. Between the daily activities of making our kids food, changing Calvin's diapers, and driving Zoe back and forth from school, she doesn't have enough hours in the day to do everything that she wants to do. My goal for day three was to take something off of that list for her. I decided I would tackle the destruction my kids left in her car. I spent the next 20 minutes cleaning and vacuuming her car. And I discovered Cheerios, pretzels, Shopkins, Disney princess dolls, a little Pikachu doll. And they all came out to say hello. This is the car that uh, carts our kids around town from grandma's house to the library to school and everywhere in between. It collects a lot of kid artifacts. It's amazing what a shop vac, 20 minutes of your time, and a wet rag can do. This was only one of the hundred things that Nicole completes in a day, but if this took an ounce of weight off of her back, then it was totally worth it. Day three goal complete. Moving on to day four. I wanted to help her start the week off right. 
So Sunday evening, that uh, that evening, our little monsters, I mean sweetheart angels, tornadoed through our basement and left a gigantic mess. I have pictures of this online at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 14. They were playing restaurant and serving each other fake plastic pieces of food. <laughs> it was actually pretty cute. Uh, Calvin likes to say, you be sir and I be sir. So you're the patron and he is the waiter. He says, sir, would you like some more corn? It's very cute. I love it. So Nicole and I were, by the time the restaurant party was over, Nicole and I were too exhausted to play busboy and clean up the party that night. So we closed the restaurant early and went to bed. When I came down to start my day the next morning, I walked into the basement and remembered the restaurant wreckage. So I went to work on cleaning up and getting the room back to normal. My goal was to make sure that Nicole's Monday morning, her start of the week, started off on the right foot. With one less mess to clean, she could maybe, just maybe, have five minutes to herself on day four. So at this point, being selfless was starting to get a little addicting and fun. So moving on to day five, I wrote her a note of appreciation. In the hustle and bustle of our crazy days, I don't find enough time to tell my wife how much she means to me and why she's so important to me. I give her a kiss goodbye before I head out for work every day, and I tell her that I love her, but I don't remember the last time I really spent some time focusing on why I love her. On day five, I took 20 minutes out of my morning before heading to work to write down five reasons that I love her. I wrote them down on the whiteboard next to the calendar so she'd find it later that day. Number one, your unending love for our children. Number two, your passion to create a more compassionate world. Number three, your sharp wit and sense of humor. Number four, your support in my endless adventures like this podcast. (laughs) Thank you, baby. Number five, your selflessness when it comes to making our family the best it can be. So I stuck this on the whiteboard, and uh, I figured she'd find it right when she got back from dropping Zoe off at school, Uh, but it took her about two days to notice it. (laughs) So note to self, uh, shoot her a text or... (laughs) write her a letter next time and hand it to her. But she appreciated the kind words. Um, She gave me a nice hug later on that day, and it made her day brighter. So number six, this is fun. Give her some freedom to pursue her passions. So when you choose a life as a stay-at-home mom, you're making some major sacrifices in your life. You're sacrificing your career, your ability to interact with adults on a daily basis, And any chance to take a shower in privacy again. I mean, seriously, kids, a closed door means something. (laughs) Since she's sacrificing so much for our family, I wanted to take advantage of a moment to give her an ounce of her freedom back. She expressed an interest in going to the recent Women's March in Washington. The goal of the march was to, quote-unquote, from the website, Stand together in solidarity for the protection of our rights, our safety, our health, and our families, recognizing that our vibrant and diverse communities are the strength of our country. I could get behind that for sure, and I supported her interest in the effort and offered to watch the kids for the weekend. 
In Washington and across the world, over one million people rallied on Saturday to show their support for peace, unity, and the protection of human rights. Nicole had the opportunity to be one of those million people, and she's extremely proud to have been there. Day seven. This is one of the most important ones, in my opinion. Walk a day in her shoes. There's no better way to get a true appreciation of what your stay-at-home mom goes through on a daily basis than staying at home with the kids for the day. And man, when Nicole was in D.C., I got a taste of it. I quickly realized how much easier my full-time job is than her full-time job. Here's a quick summary of my day. I woke up. I made breakfast. I cleaned dishes. I got the kids ready. I got them to gymnastics class on time. I made lunch. I cleaned more dishes. I put a screaming kid down for a nap. I remembered that I hadn't eaten all day. (laughs) So I ate my kids unfinished food. I made dinner. I cleaned more dishes. I started laundry. I did bath time. I did story time. I put the kids to sleep. I put the kids to sleep again. And again, they're still not asleep. I got frustrated. I pulled the kids into bed with me. I passed out. I woke up with a small foot in my face. That's my day. (laughs) That was just one day. I travel out of town for work quite a bit. So Nicole is in this all day single parent mode quite frequently. My empathy and appreciation for her situation came rushing in on Saturday. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that you do for this family. This seven-day challenge was a great exercise for me, and honestly, it wasn't that difficult. Given that, I'm going to do my best to make this week of activities a habit instead of a challenge. She goes the extra mile for Zoe, Calvin, and I every single day, so why can't I? So here's a recap of the seven days and the seven ways I made my wife, my stay-at-home mom, feel appreciated. I'm hopeful that they will help you in your marriage as well. Number one, plan a date night. Number two, make her breakfast in bed. Can't beat that. Number three, take an unexpected to-do off of her list. Number four, help her start the week off right. Number five, write her a note of appreciation, but be sure to to put it somewhere she'll find it. Number six, give her freedom to pursue her passions. And number seven, walk a day in her shoes. The most important one, in my opinion. Walk a day in her shoes. Gentlemen, I'd love to hear how you make your wife feel appreciated. And ladies, what else should I do to make my wife smile? Please leave me a comment at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 14. I would really appreciate it. If you're enjoying the show, please do me a favor and send the link marriagekidsandmoney.com to two friends that might find my rantings about marriage, kids, and money entertaining. I would really appreciate it, everyone. Thanks so much. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Stephen Covey. When you show deep empathy towards others, their defensive energy goes down and positive energy replaces it. That's when you can get more creative in solving problems. Or another short one, happy wife, happy life. 
Carpe diem. <laughs> <laughs>